This is the God in All Things podcast, rooted in Ignatian spirituality and seeking the presence of God in the everyday. Nothing is so silly an aim in life as holiness, writes spiritual author William Clary. The word holy or holiness is probably one of the most common terms I've heard in my religious life. Most people are taught that it means set apart. When something is declared holy, it is seen as set apart for God or for some spiritual use. Water is blessed and set apart for blessing or for baptism. A person professes religious vows and is set apart for God in a particular way. Cleary describes it as a cut above or closer to God. One might call this separative holiness. Cleary writes, Holy semantically implies otherness. It sets us apart. But to make it our aim to be set apart is profoundly silly because our most humane aim is to be firmly grounded somewhere, to be connected, to feel connected, to discover our connectedness. In other words, our human purpose from a Christian perspective is to become fully human, which Jesus teaches us how. We might say that becoming fully human means becoming our true selves, who God made us to be. St. Ignatius in his Principle and Foundation says that our purpose is to be in a loving union with God and neighbor. Unity, connectedness, oneness. When religion has a separative notion of holiness, then the spiritual life becomes about achieving something and determining who is in and who is out, who is closer to God. The Second Vatican Council, in its document Lumen Gentium, states that there is a universal call to holiness, regardless of hierarchy. It began to break down some of the pedestals and classism that existed between different states of life, like priesthood and marriage. However, it does call the holiness of virginity or celibacy a special way of holiness. Special, perhaps, if meaning different from what is usual, than meaning better than. The theology of Vatican II roots the universal call to holiness in baptism, which all Christ followers are called to. Still, note that it is a call to holiness, not inherent holiness. Such theology is challenging when we speak of baptism as an indelible mark of belonging to Christ. Etymologically, the word holy can be traced to an ancient word that means whole. Instead, it is taken on a meaning that alludes to division and separation. Now, there are healthy manifestations of holiness, like setting apart one day a week for Sabbath rest and prayer. Such holy practices draw us toward God and love of neighbor. We might call this unitive holiness. This kind of holiness is what Ignatian spirituality sees as characteristic of all things, so long as they draw us to God or love of spiritual things, Ignatius writes. In his Principle and Foundation, Ignatius tells us that the purpose of all things is to orient us toward God. He writes, 
and the other things on the face of the earth are created for man that they may help him in prosecuting the end for which he is created. From this it follows that man is to use them as much as they help him unto his end, and ought to rid himself of them so far as they hinder him as to it. If unitive holiness is our aim, then I am making choices that lead me to a deeper connection with God and others. Ignatius likely would have scoffed at overly zealous pieties or efforts to attain holiness. Lord knows he made that mistake himself. In the spiritual exercises, he mentions holiness only in reference to God or Mary. In 1547, Ignatius received a report from the Jesuit Samao Rodriguez about several Jesuit scholastics in Portugal whose, quote, excessive fervor led them to discipline themselves in the city streets, preach half-clothed, and raise penitential cries in the middle of the night. This created a division in their Jesuit community, and Ignatius responded in turn. While Ignatius praises a certain holy zeal, he encourages these students to be prudent. Quote, Try to maintain a holy and discreet fervor in your work and in the pursuit of learning as well as virtue. He speaks against a listlessness, but warns that excessive fervor can be harmful. If one fails to observe this moderation, Ignatius writes, he will find that good is turned into evil and virtue into vice. He will also learn that many inconveniences follow which are quite contrary to the purpose of the one who so acts. In the Jesuits' holy fervor, they were creating separation in their community, placing themselves as a sort of cut above the rest. In the modern world and in the church, we compete and grade and do all we can to be set apart. Our striving is not for wholeness, but for holiness, we claim. Holiness can be a silly aim, as Clary says, if it is separative, exclusive, and hierarchical. However, when we understand holiness as unity with God and neighbor, as Ignatian spirituality does, it can be a beautiful and meaningful aim in life. Ignatian spirituality encourages us to make choices that lead to a deeper connection with God and others, and to avoid overly zealous pieties or efforts to attain holiness. Rather than being about achieving a certain state of spiritual perfection, holiness is about becoming fully human and living in loving union with God and neighbor. For more, visit GodInAllThings.com. Be well, and God bless.